All right, it was a big weekend for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, depending on what you feel the Pacers should or shouldn't have done, we're going to dive into that as well. We've got some high school football and, of course, college football to talk about here on the latest edition, Thanksgiving week edition of the Tony D Podcast. As always, I thank you for listening. Uh, I want to thank everybody for reaching out when I had COVID-19. I am clear of that, thankfully. Um, you know, it was a little scary at first, it, it, to me, it was nothing more than, than a mild cold, it seemed like. Had a fever, cough, but uh, quarantined, did everything I needed to do. And I, I have always worn a mask. I use hand sanitizer so much that my hands dry out. So it just it is going around rapidly right now. And I hope that you know everybody's safe out there and can enjoy as much as possible a normal Thanksgiving coming up. I'm kind of... Like, okay with the fact that I got it, just knowing that, okay, I don't really have to worry about it because it's very rare that you get it twice, which I hope I don't get it again, obviously. So that, you know, I don't have to worry about a lot of that. And it's not that I've lived my life in fear because I haven't over the last six to eight months, but uh, just good to know that I fought it off and I, I'm healthy, even though sometimes my eating habits aren't the best. So uh, big thank you. I know a lot of people have reached out that are going through the same thing. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. Um, you know, vitamin C worked a lot for me. Orange juice. And just staying hydrated, really, especially when I had a fever for three nights. You know, just staying hydrated was key because I would get the fever really throughout the night. And I would kind of sweat it out. And, 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 and honestly, I didn't think much about it because it was like 75 degrees last week when I had it. So clear of it. Good to go. Um, thanks everybody for reaching out, sending well wishes. I do certainly appreciate it. And as always, I appreciate flooring is forever. Flooring is forever.com 317-755-1246. If you're looking for high quality flooring with a lifetime warranty, the 100% kid proof, waterproof, and pet proof Cortec flooring is the best way to go. Beautiful options from wood to tile looks with a built-in cork backing creates an extra layer of installation. Easy to clean and won't stay and get a hold of Harley today. 317-755-1246. So to wrap up the whole COVID situation, uh, quarantine, like I mentioned, uh, watched a lot of Californication, which is probably my all-time favorite show. So I think I've watched that three times now. Uh, watched a lot of YouTube, old races, old wrestling. I, mean, I think I watched every Goldberg match when he was going through his undefeated streak. And then I took a, a numerous tours of Disney World and and Hollywood Studios around Christmas because I went there about a year ago and really enjoyed the Disney aspect of it and and, and Christmas so uh, was cool like there's some guy named the Tim Tracker so I'll give him a shout out he gets like hundreds of thousands of hits on all of his videos and he's just this nice guy with his wife and his kid and they walk around Disney World like all the time and he's probably making bank money so uh, your dreams out there you just got to go get it I guess. So that's kind of what I did, just kind of watch TV and then, um, you know, got to at least enjoy the weekend and, and, and get out and see some friends. So glad to be back to normal. Uh, how about those Indianapolis Colts? I tweeted, I knew, I just had a feeling that it was going to come down to a Rodrigo Blankenship field goal to win it in overtime. It happens. Great comeback for the Colts. They played three quarters of great football, that 21 points that the Packers put up. Um, in that second quarter, but I thought Phillip Rivers was was, was really good. He, he distributed the ball when he needed to. 
11 different wide receivers. I think the most, I mean, we saw Michael Pittman really break out three catches, had a touchdown of, I believe, 52 yards. A great win for the Colts. Sets up a huge matchup coming up next Sunday when the Titans come to town because, you know, the Colts control their own destination when it comes to the wild card. And I just think that this team, the way that the defense is playing well, despite the fact that they gave up 31 points, but you think about, again, 21 points in that second quarter, spotted them some good field position. Um, so I, I definitely think that this Colts team, and you look around the AFC, there are some good football teams, as we know. Steelers undefeated, 10 of that. We saw what the Chiefs did on Sunday Night Football. Bills third, 7-3. and three. But the Colts have the fourth best at 7-3. and three. They're right there, uh, knocking off, I'm sorry, 8-3 and three as 7-3. Yeah, 7-3. Don't know what I'm looking at here as far as if it's updated or not. But nonetheless, the Titans, Browns right there, the Raiders are right there. I, I think the Colts are certainly going to get in. And they're a football team that, again, controls their own destiny. I At 7-3, you're not going to catch the Steelers, as we know, or the Chiefs. But if you can beat the, the Titans coming up in Week 12, you go at Texans, and then you go at Raiders. And that Raiders game is going to be tough because that's going to come down to kind of, kind of be possibly – for the better wild card spot and possibly hosting a home game that first week of the playoffs. So Colts, great win today, which is Sunday, against the Packers. Back-to-back very impressive wins since they knocked off the Titans on Thursday night a little over a week ago, and then this Packers win is huge. We'll see what they can do against the Titans coming up on Sunday. That's That really could set yourself up to win the division by having – that over the Titans, winning both times against them. Uh, that Raiders game will be tough. The Texans hit or miss team. Impressive win today at home against the Patriots. But the Colts do have a, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say a difficult schedule, but it is tough. You still got to go to Pittsburgh. That's going to be tough. But you may get a little bit of a breather because if the Steelers have already clinched, which by week 16 you would think that they've probably have clinched the best record in home field advantage, even though the Chiefs are only one game back of them right now. I think you might be able to catch the Steelers resting some guys and have a chance to go there and win in a cold two days after Christmas type scenario. So we will see what happens, but very impressed with the Colts. Uh, Other notes from the weekend of football. We've got to talk about what IU did being down 35 to seven and and a lot of people including myself were skeptical on this team weren't really sure what they were going to do going to Ohio State and it's still a tough schedule from here on out you got to play Purdue you got to play Wisconsin and what stings for IU is just the fact that the other side of the Big Ten is just not very good Northwestern's going to go and represent the Big Ten West here in Indianapolis in a couple weeks. I mean, we're a, we're a month out of the first bowl game. But with Northwestern beating Wisconsin, Northwestern's going to be the team that plays Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. And if IU loses to Wisconsin, that takes them out of maybe a major bowl and puts them into the Outback Bowl, which is, I think, where they're going to end up. They're going to play in Arkansas, maybe in LSU, probably going to be LSU in the Outback Bowl, but if IU could win out, they're going to find themselves inside the top eight 
at worst, and their only loss would be to Ohio State, it'd be hard to keep them out of a Orange Bowl. Uh, and the Rose Bowl is obviously where the Big Ten champion normally ends up, but with that being a playoff bowl this year. Uh, and then same for Notre Dame. If Notre Dame wins out, and I, and I think even if Notre Dame loses a close one to Clemson in the, in the ACC championship game, Notre Dame is going to be in. Now, if Notre Dame were to have a, a hiccup here over the next couple of weeks and lose and end up with two losses, we can maybe see like a Notre Dame take on IU in a major bowl game. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's way too far-fetched. Too many things would have to go right slash wrong for that to happen. But IU right now projected into the Outback Bowl. Notre Dame projected into the college football playoff. And I think Purdue still got a really good chance of making it, make it a bowl game. Um, there's so many bowl games, and all teams are eligible. Purdue's a good team that has incredible offensive weapons. We saw David Bell, Rondell Moore coming back. If those guys can stay healthy and play good football, Purdue's going to have no problem getting themselves into into one of the, what, 58, 59, 60, 65, 100 bowl games, uh, whatever it is. So some great college football being played. High school football here in the state of Indiana, I know that a lot of people talking about, well, you've got five parochial schools, you've got five private schools playing in the state finals of the 12 teams. You know, it's it's really what you look at it. I I, I wouldn't be opposed to, uh, like a, let's call it a class seven A, where it's all of the uh, private schools when it comes to football. But on top of that, I mean, if you've got a chance to have your kid who may go to, I'm just going to say Pike, let's say Pike or North 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 Central here in local in Indiana, or or I grew up Portage. You know, Valpo, Maryville, some of these teams. I know Valpo lost in semi-state, so did Maryville. Holbert's coming down for the state finals this weekend. But again, you know, Andrean was a team in Northwest Indiana. If you've got a chance to go play maybe a smaller school, but more eyes are going to be on you, and you've got a chance to go deep into the playoffs, whether it's football or basketball, uh, and even baseball, and you get those eyes on your kid to potentially get college college scholarships. I understand both sides of the argument. I really do. Uh, so to not just sit on the fence with it, but uh, we'll see. I, I think if you want to be a good football team and you're a public school, you, you're going to have to be, regardless of what you are class-wise, you're going to have to beat some of these, you know, the cathedrals of the world, the Ron Colleys of the world, the uh, Chatards of the world, which, again you look at are going back to the state finals. So matchups coming up on Friday for the state championship. You'll have Lures taking on Western Boone in Class 2A. That should be a good one. 11 a.m. is your kickoff. Holbert and Ron Colley. Um, I did a Ron Colley game this year. had a lot of friends that graduated from Ron Colley, but I grew up going to Holbert games when Portage was on the road. And then Westfield versus Center Grove. Uh, Eric Moore, great guy, friend of mine, looking forward to Center Grove winning another state championship. If you remember, was it 2016, I was doing the sidelines for the 6A game. Center Grove wins. Eric Moore picked me up off the ground before our interview, um, gave me a hug. I was really excited for him. You know, you're not supposed to play favoritism, but there are some guys and some coaches that I've, that I've gotten to know. On Saturday, you've got Class 1A South Adams taking on Covenant Christian. Covenant Christian is a great football team. But South Adams can compete. South Adams is a good team, a lot of... A lot of people are going to write them off, but that should be a little bit closer than you think. Chittard versus Danville. Danville, another good team that can score a lot of points. We know how good Chittard is. And then 5A Zionsville versus Cathedral. A battle of the green, battle of uh, local here in Indianapolis. So looking forward to see what Holbert can do against Ron Colley 
uh, and if Danville and South Adams can knock off these parochial schools. So should be a great weekend of football for Thanksgiving for the state finals, as it always is. So, again, I hope uh, you are like me. I'm going to be able to go to Portage, visit with some family, and see some family, and also hopefully indulge in eating a lot of turkey, a lot of mashed potatoes, and rolls, because that's pretty much what I eat, and just douse it all in gravy. Before we go, we got to talk about the Pacers and what they didn't do. So Gordon Hayward ends up going to the Hornets at $100 million. I think that price tag is a little bit too much for a 30-year-old that, yes, can get you 18-6. and six. And as you guys know from listening, I'm not the biggest Miles Turner guy, but Danny Ainge really shot himself in the foot on this one. He got way too greedy, wanted Victor and TJ Warren or wanted Miles and TJ Warren. And it's like, no, dude, are you throwing in Romeo Langford or something else? No, thanks. So Gordon Hayward leaves Boston for nothing. I, I don't think that the Pacers lost anything. I don't think they gained anything, but they certainly didn't lose anything. I love Cassius, the uh, the pick at 54. For the Pacers out of Duke, that's a high flyer that was on the radar. I know Nico Mannion was another player that the Pacers were looking at. He was gone. They even considered um, trading up to about the 43rd or 44th pick. They had their eyes on one of the kids out of Louisville. And they also considered selling that pick for like $1.5 million. But they got a guy that can be on a two-way contract. They re-signed Jakar Sampson and Justin Holiday. Uh, they had interest in, in, in Bogdanovic, the other Bogdanovic, the one that we haven't had yet as the Pacers fans. Um, so the Pacers are still a good team, depending on what Victor can bring to you and how good Victor can be. Hopefully TJ Warren continues what he started down in the bubble uh, with the Pacers and, and obviously the huge performances that he had. So uh, I think the Hawks made some good moves. Uh, you know, the 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 fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth seed in the Eastern Conference is really up for grabs. Obviously, the Heat, the Bucks, the Sixers, and probably the Nets and the Celtics are going to be right there. We'll see what the Nets can do. I just think if they get hard, and that's just it's probably a little too much. There's not a lot of shots to be. There's not a lot. There's not enough shots, let's say, to go up. So we'll see how that dynamic works. But you know, Cavs, Pistons, not very good teams. The Bulls are still, I think, a couple steps away. So was Orlando. Atlanta made some good moves. They can flirt with that seventh or eighth seed. Charlotte, I don't think it's going to be in contention. And the Knicks are just a dumpster fire, per usual. So, um, you know, I wasn't mad at the Pacers didn't pull the trigger. You don't want to pull the trigger just for the sake of pulling the trigger to bring in a Gordon Hayward. So I'm glad that they stand a pat. They didn't get taken advantage of because we know how Danny Ainge can be when it comes to these things. Um, so kudos to the Pacers for not making a move just to make the move. And I'm not happy. I'm not mad. I, I, I would have liked to see maybe somebody else come here. Um, but again, we'll see. They they did what they had to do and got rid of TJ Lee for a guy that nobody's ever heard of, which is totally fine. It's just the fact that TJ is gone. Sorry, it just didn't work out. Um, you could have had a lot of other guys at that draft pick. You just absolutely screwed up. At least you got something back. Um, and a 20-year-old guy that that has been a D-League player, so we'll see. And that's going to free up more minutes for Goga, which is what I know Kevin Pritchard in the Pacers front office wants to do. They want to find more minutes for Goga, and he's going to get an opportunity to show, to show that that draft pick that they, that they took with him uh, two years ago now was the right move. So Goga is going to have an opportunity to get some big-time minutes off the bench, probably 12 to 14 a night, maybe more, depending on foul trouble with Miles and Sabonis. But he's certainly going to get those minutes coming right off the bench. And TJ Leaf won't be in his wave. And I know TJ Leaf didn't get a lot of 
minutes at all. So thanks for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving. Appreciate all the tweets. Um, hopefully it's a normal or as normal of a Thanksgiving as possible. And you get to see a lot of your friends and family. Thanks to Flooring is Forever. And uh, as always, appreciate you guys listening. Please like, subscribe, follow on Twitter at Tony D Indy, and have a great Thanksgiving week. Stay safe.